Wednesday, the 15th of March. And uh, welcome to our listening prayer time. So today we're going to look at 2 Kings chapter 22. Welcome, Jackie. So let's just open in prayer. So, Father, we thank you for how you spoke to your people throughout your word. And today, as we look at discovering uh, when they found your word afresh after years of it being missing, that you would speak to us about the power of your word to bring transformation into people's lives. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome, Jackie. Welcome, Shane. Okay, so it is a long passage today. Um, and, and I've done something I haven't done before, and that's actually given you two chapters. And I'm not expecting you to read both chapters, but I just thought because one follows on from the other, that uh, you may be at some other stage later in the week that you can do that, but it's it's there for you as well. Um, I was surprised. I did this with a group of uh, prayer leaders the other day, and uh, one of them says, I've never actually read this passage before in the Bible, and I thought, wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of big names in here, so I may skip over some of them, but let's see how we go. So Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. His mother's name was Jedediah, daughter of Adahar. She was from Bozkath. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed completely the ways of his father, David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. In the 18th year of his reign, King Josiah sent the secretary, Shaphan, son of Azaliah, the son of Meshulam, to the temple of the Lord. He said, go up to Hilkiah, the high priest, and give him and have him get ready the money that has been brought into the temple of the Lord, which the doorkeepers have collected from the people. Have them entrusted to the men appointed to supervise the work of the temple and have these men pay the workers who repair the temple of the Lord, the carpenters, the builders, and the masons, and have them purchase timber and dress stone to repair the temple. But they need not account for the money entrusted to them because they are honest in their dealings. Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. He gave it to Shaphan who read it. Then Shaphan the secretary went to the king and reported to him, Your officials have paid out the money that was in the temple of the Lord and have entrusted it to the workers and supervisors of the temple. Then Shaphan the secretary informed the king, Hilkiah the high priest has given me a book, and Shaphan read from it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his robes. He gave these orders to Hilkiah the high priest, Akhaham, son of Shaphan, Akbor, son of Micaiah, Shaphan, the secretary of Isaiah, the king's attendant. Go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah what is written in this book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that burns against us because those who have gone before us have not obeyed the words of this book. They have not acted in accordance with all that is written there concerning us. Hakai the high priest, Hakam, Akor, Akbor, Shapham, and Isaiah went to speak to the prophet Huldah, who was the wife of Shalom, son of Tikvah, the son of Hahas, keeper of the wardrobe. She lived in Jerusalem in their new quarter. She said to them, this is what the God 
of Israel says, tell the man who sent you to me, this is what the Lord says. I'm going to bring disaster on this place and its people according to everything written in the book the king of Judah has read, because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods and aroused my anger. By all the idols their hands have made, my anger will burn against this place and will not be quenched. Tell the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of the Lord, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says concerning the words you read. Because your heart was responsive and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I had spoken against this place and its people, that they would become a curse and be laid waste. And because you tore your robes and wept in my presence, I have also heard you, declares the Lord. Therefore, I gather you to your ancestors and you'll be buried in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster I'm going to bring on this place. So they took her answer back to the king. So so I'm not going to read um, 2 Kings 23, but um, there's a response there, how Josiah renewed the covenant and called the people together to read the book of the law in in a public place. Mm, There's a lot there this morning. Welcome, Sue, Carol, Fiona, Melanie. Okay, and the question I I brought up only because this struck me yesterday when I was reading through this preparing was, Lord, is this something you want to do with my finances? Uh, this one because they they had the money that they collected the door had just been gathering and they hadn't used that to rebuild the temple like they were meant to do. So Josiah said part of that was to get the temple rebuilt again or repaired again. Okay, the worship song this morning is Kim Walker and it's Make Room. It's long. I'm not going to play all of it, uh, but we'll play a significant portion of it this morning. For you 
is better your way is better well bless you as we go into our 20 minutes uh which will take us to 6 uh 35 this morning uh, we've got more to choose a long passage and a long song but god's up to something so bless you as you read the word of god this morning and seek his face and have the spirit speak to you at this time well, welcome back, everybody. Verity, let's start with you. You're on my top this morning. What did God speak to you about? Ah, well, yeah, I really got struck by the fact that um, his, heart, his heart was so humble before the Lord and he came to, to inquire or seek of the Lord and the fact that it, Everything in the book is going to come true. <laughs> and, yeah, I said, Lord, you know, I just, I just need to sense you. I need to know what you're saying to me. And he said, keep your eyes on me, the God of Israel. Fall in love with me once again. Be refreshed by me.
as the sorry. Okay. As the rain refreshes the land, keep seeking me through my word, rest, rest in my presence. Humble yourself before me. I see your heart and I know you. I am the shepherd who leads you. Follow me, be still in me and take my yoke on you, not your own. I see you. I am here, reach out and be enveloped by me. Just what I needed today. <laughs> God knows how, what an incredible love gift to you, Verity. Mm. Yeah, and absolutely. You, you apologise for being emotional, you know, when <laughs> that's with us. Yeah. Often is emotional. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks, Wes. May you respond to that invitation. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's yeah. <laughs> good. Sue, let's go out west to you. <laughs> um, the question was very relevant to me, but I didn't get an answer today, but I know that I have to investigate this further. And what struck me was he used the money for the right purposes. Yeah. And that there was a connection between the money and between the book of the law. Yeah. And it struck me that he went before the Lord and God said, I also have heard you. Uh, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He didn't turn aside from the right or to the left. And the words of that song, Your Way is Better, really struck me. And also what struck me was what the Lord will do with young people like he was eight when he became king, but also he had godly advisors, and so there's an important role for us to play as well. Yeah, there's one thing I was struck by, Sue, is the number of people that were, like, this is not just one man. It's he involved the community of leaders and he brought them all together and he worked with them and they advised him and he advised them and and the mixture between men and women and each one playing their role and their gifting is, is quite incredible in this story. Yeah. But there's a lot of great insight there for you. Sue. may God guide you particularly yeah. in the whole financial area. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's interesting to me that it was, they were getting, they, um, he made sure the money was used for what it was collected for. And because of that, everything else started to unfold. There's a connection there. It's very interesting. Yeah. Thanks, Sue. Carol, let's go to you. Um, I'm, uh, I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> That's good. That's you know, um, it just really struck me that um you know they dealt honestly um you know and yeah i i just think that there's so so many cases where people don't deal honestly and the other thing um and you know, they emptied it out. Um, 
you know, they didn't hold anything back. They, they emptied the whole lot out and uh, there, was, there was a time just after I read Mueller's book um, where I decided to empty everything out um, and I just saw the Lord do amazing things. Um, Mm, I didn't get much further. <laughs> no, but that's, there's a number of sections, and that you could sit for a bit just in that first section, which you did. And can, can you imagine if we if we had uh, such honest people in our government or in our businesses that they didn't have to give account of their um they're dealing because they knew we were on, they were honest. Mm. Like imagine, imagine that. Yeah. Mm. And they emptied it all out. Oh yes. That's, um, that's good. Thank you, Carol. Shani. Uh, we can't hear you, Shani, for some reason. Oh, okay. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I asked the questions. Thank you for the song as well. So I'll just read this out. Um, is there something about how I manage my own finance that you want to speak to me about? I do not wish for you, my child, to become autopilot in your finance. Just like a relationship, there is no autopilot relationship. It becomes accustomed to same way, the same place, never change mentality. I do not wish for you, my child, to have a have-to mentality instead of want-to mentality. Yes, I never change yesterday, today, future. No season is ever the same. Every season, even it has the same name, but it's always display different things. Every person that I reach out to is never the same. But the ultimate, my goal remained the same, to bless all the people on earth, remove the curse from creation, restore the original relationship that exists in the garden, the close, deep, bond relationship deep within me, that will come and run and ask and run to me in all things. The message of Christ is the same. Methods and ways are not the same. Once they get to where they are, they too also need to follow me in their finance, trusting my lead, everything. So my daughter, let me lead. The old way has to go. I do not like autopilot giving relationship that you have become accustomed to. So let me lead you. Remember, ask me every time, even the amount and where to go. This has been strange to you, but thank you for following my order. I do not want you to be in the dark any longer. First of all, you must not carry over them like people who have nothing to look forward to as if the grave were the last word. Since Jesus, my son, died and broke loose from the grave, God, I, will most certainly bring back to life that those who die in Jesus. All I'm talking all that you gave me back into my hand and my hand I multiply. Remember the bread and fish boy. In obedience, there is my present also.
Well, Shani, there's a lot in there. But, you know, one of the things that struck me and it resonates with me because God had me do this too is make sure your giving is not just automatic, but to pray and ask God, where does your giving go? How much is it? Where does it go? What happens with it? Um, and it's one, uh, it's a one Corinthians nine, which talks about that giving. Um, yeah, as well. So that's, that's really great. You, you are going to post that, aren't you, on our blog so that we can reread that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Jackie, let's go to see you last week in face to face. Yes, it was, uh, Kingdom Summit was great. Uh, I'm still trying to, you know, take on board a lot of that. And this today's teaching, I guess, is flowing on from that for me. Yes. Um, so I, the, the thing that struck me was the role of fathers and leadership in these passages. And, you know, if you look at the, um, the uh, let me just find it, in chapter 22, it says, uh, he did what was, this is just sigh, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or the left. But then if you look at the passage before that, it says that Amon, his father, um, walked in the ways of his father and he worshipped the idols his father had worshipped and bowed to them. He forsook the Lord, the God of his fathers, and did not walk in the way of the Lord. So it's interesting. <laughs> Because he's referring to Josiah's father as being David and Amon was actually his father, according to this anyway. Um, so I guess my thoughts around that are um, who, under who, we have choices of who we're going to follow, who we're going to worship, um, and the role of leadership and kingship and the influence that that has, the impact and the influence that has I guess what I'm saying is we are not just, it's not just about us. Our walk is not just about us. It affects our family and their families. And, you know, as Christians in the world, we are representatives of God. And then I, this little uh, verse in, in chapter 23 in 27b it says there shall my name be god was talking about you know how he chose the temple and he said there shall my name be and just that whole concept of are we representing his name well and you know god is um his reputation and his leadership and his who god is um is powerful uh, and are, am I representing God's name as a person of influence and leadership in an effective way? And you know how God, we, he calls us his temple. We are his temple. And so, you know, we are the temple of God. But just coming back to the names of God, I'm still putting all the threads together. <laughs> but just the whole thing about the names of God, you know, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Shammah. Lord my peace, Jehovah Rapha, Lord my healer, like all of the things that God, who he is, his character, character is, we're his temple and we have a choice of how we can 
represent him in the world and be a person of influence, be a person of leadership um, and reveal the father to the world. So it's, it's this whole concept of how the decisions we make are not just about ourselves. There's a ripple effect into the world around us. Um, and it, yeah, I'm still wrestling with what does that look like for me? And so I need more time to think about that. But you're so right. You know, Jackie, we live in a, like culturally, we live in a very individualistic society that it's all about us. But it's not just about us. It's about our children, our children's children. It's about those that we have influence on. And your question, are we representing him well? I mean, you, it's like when you read Second Kings 23, what he cleaned up, you know, mm-hmm. was just incredible. And it's, um, it can be even easy in our lives when we've been around a long time in the faith that there's still, there's stuff that we need to clean up, you know, in our lives and get right. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Fiona, let's go to you. Morning, everybody. Um, I um, it was interesting this morning. Um, I focused on uh, in the first parts of the verse. Um, it was interesting that the money was dealt with faithfully and no accounting was required. And the other thing that stood out to me was it was used to repair the house of the Lord. Um, and the third thing that stood out was that there again there was no turning aside. He went. Josiah went straight ahead with the Lord. So those three thoughts were kind of percolating. Uh, And then uh, I felt the Lord say, um, open up the doorways of your heart to me and be accountable. My way is better financially and otherwise in every area of life. Uh, Is it not shame and sorrow that there is not money enough in my house to to repair the breach, to give to the poor, to love, to be generous, to be carefree, but not careless, to be wise and faithful? Is it not the same, fasting and praying, then giving money and living for me? It's whole body, whole life worship. So be wise, seek me first, then obey. Take the warnings. I am ever so patient, but I will warn and I move. How do you take correction? Is your heart positioned for it? Are you willing to pay the price in every area of life to fully know me? Mm. So there's some more music with God you need to do on that, Fiona. <laughs> and, and the practicalities of that. But but you're right, like they they use the money, and is there money in the house to repair the temple and to put things yeah. right? Yeah. No, that's good. Melanie, did you want to share something? Yes. Um, you know, to me. Um, he speaks about the, you know, destroying the temple. To me, is the in my inside. He talks about renewing my inside, so I make sure that I obey. So I obey him because he said because he is telling me that he this he doesn't like it that I'm not obeying him, and then you know the. 
the about the things about the the prostitutes. So then he talks about his justice, no, his justice that 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 I can trust that that I can. That is the same like when Jesus went to the temple in Matthew something and says, my temple is not, is not for, for money changers. Yes. So he's talking about my soul, my inside. He's very strong uh, cleaning me from negative thoughts, from wasteful thoughts, from the past. So then he's renewing me. That's what I feel that he's doing. And he's giving me a lot of love. Um, uh, and yes, and cleansing me from all my wrong thinking. That's all. And thank you very much. Thank you, Melanie. That's a great, like, I hadn't, I thought about this as in the temple, like a physical place, but God is saying to you, actually, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and I need you to get things right within you. So that's that's really great. Ah, Stuart. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's uh, been great listening to uh, everyone just share. Um, and it's interesting because one of the first things that uh, that struck me is that the prophet Huldah, right, um, no disrespect to you ladies, is is feminine. She's she's a lady, and she hears the word of God. And I am so encouraged by so many of you ladies that hear God's word. It's so good. And for people that ought to be here, you know, our men, they're not. And I think there's part of a measure of rebuke there. So, yeah, that's the first thing. But um, I've been also reading a book from Fiona uh, called um, Hardness of Heart by Andrew Womack. Uh, and it's interesting because it's not a kind of book I would read normally. But Hardness of Heart is basically about unbelief. And um, Melanie mentioned that you can't serve uh, God and money. It's one or the other. You'll love the one or hate the other. And I think um, when people are out of step with God, they start withholding money from, from what God wants. And that's a big that's a big. Um, well, it's a big no-no, but also it's about unbelief. Not really, not really trusting God. But I really wrote this down uh, this morning. I don't. Yeah, once again, it sounds prophetic, and I don't mean to be prophetic, but it just seems to come that way. Um, I bring disaster because my people do not honor me. My church is in need of repair because they neglect my word. But I relent when I see faithfulness. When they refuse to follow me into the highways and byways and invite the people to my banquet so that my house may be filled, they can seek me. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send workers into my fields so that I will have glory. My resources are misdirected and need to be used to build the temple of my spirit, the body of my son. Come and weep as Josiah wept.
Humble yourself before me and I will direct you and give you rest. There was a very practical application of the word when Josiah wasn't there. When he when the word was read to him, he tore his clothes, he wept, he he inquired of God, what does this mean? And then he acted on it. And this is like um this is one of the things that I've been processing with God with listening prayer. I like I absolutely love what I'm doing, but I sense God is wanting us to go that next stage because it's about like he's speaking to us about stuff that is on his on his heart and saying, okay, now I need to bring help asking you to bring my kingdom here on earth. So the stuff he's talking about here is bringing the kingdom of God on earth. So like even in our own finances, like he wants to bring the kingdom of God to our own finances. God, what does this look like for me personally? But it's also God, what does what's what's the cleanup look like here? Mm-hmm. You know, what does it like I really appreciate, Melanie, what you said about actually it's about cleaning up our temple as well. But it's also about cleaning up the 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 church and and doing that as well. So there's some very God is very practical. He takes this very practically and says, okay, this is what I want to speak to you about. Now go apply it. Go mm-hmm. put it into practice. So um so th- th- yeah. Yeah. Well, Thanks for that. That was good. We're at seven o'clock. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you, give you peace, give you rest, give you insight into how to take that which God has spoken to you about today and you receive further revelation and you apply it to the specific situations that each of you face. Bless you abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen.